When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You Love to See It, Fanbyte's movie review podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store. Every week, our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it's worthy of the prestige express train of our world-renowned staff pick shelf, if it ranks the sort of sleepy pony treatment of our middle aisle, or if it's going to be taken out back behind the corral and put out of its misery in the video store dumpster. Working the counter today, we have yours truly, Danielle drumming on boobies, Riendo, and my trusty partner in crime, Fernanda, breath of fresh ass, Praches. Fernanda, how are you today? <laughs> Hi, that's that's me, just a breath of fresh ass, however you choose to <laughs> interpret it. I'm doing great. Uh, excited slash uh, terrified <laughs> of, <laughs> of today's to discussion. Yeah. 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 As this is episode 100, uh, we are very, very happy that you're joining us here uh, for a very special show. And of course, this month, and this is this is us closing out Janksgiving month. And I'll uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what Janksgiving means. Oh, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, Janksgiving is a Latin expression that we may or may not have literally just invented. That means what you've probably deduced already. Possibly disheveled, potentially awkward, certainly flawed often maligned movies that we ultimately believe meant well and deserve a second look. And this week, we are watching 1999's Western steampunk adaptation of Wild Wild West. Before there was a Secret Service. Before there was a CIA. Before there was an FBI. There was... West. Jim West. But behind every great man is a beautiful woman. Stay out of my way, lady! I'm not a lady, I'm a U.S. Marshal! Now what? Will Smith. You're not the master of disguise that you think you are. You look nasty, just butt ugly. Kevin Klein. The collars around my neck seem to contain powerful magnets! When you tell this story to your grandkids, you make sure you leave this part out. Kenneth Branagh and Selma Hayek. From the director of Men in Black. Nice hat. Whoa! That was fun. (laughs) So we're going to do a spoiler-free intro here. Here's what Wild Wild West is. This is my interpretation, at least, of what Wild Wild West is. It is a 1999 mega-budget action comedy disaster. And not a disaster film, just a disaster. Starring Will Smith (laughs) at his hottest. Uh, Kevin Klein and Selma Hayek as, you know, cool people in a sort of funky steampunk version of the Old West slash the Old South. Jim West, that's Will Smith, 
is a very hot cowboy who does cowboy shit. Artemis, uh, that's Kevin Klein, is a genius inventor slash master of disguise. And Rita, Selma Hayek, is very hot, and that's pretty much her role. Uh, so Jim West and Artemis are conscripted to work together to save the United States from a horrifically racist Confederate soldier who is also a caricature of a disabled dude who is also, also, a genius inventor. Uh, we have lots of weird robots, including a giant penis robot and a massive spider walker robot. There's a lot of gags, there's a lot of disguises, uh, and an overall price tag that probably puts many small nations to shame. And speaking of shame, it's a concept this movie lacks entirely. Uh, so that is Wild Wild West, my dear friends. Chef's uh, kiss. Yeah, chef's kiss is is something that missed this one. Uh, but this is where we like to set the scene in our first section here. Again, before the spoilers, we will have a spoilery discussion momentarily. But before we get to the spoilers, we like to come here, set the scene, and talk about our sort of history with the movie. You know, with the cinematic masterpiece or disaster piece in question. So, Fernanda, I want to ask you. Uh, what is your history with uh, 1999's Wild Wild West? I I think I first uh, owe all of us at You'll Love to See It an apology. <laughs> <because> <laughs> this was my, I'm not going to go ahead and say my pick because I hadn't watched it. Uh, so it wasn't, I wasn't enthusiastic about it enough to call it a pick, but it was my suggestion because I sure. felt like it really... All I knew about the movie was, first of all, and we talked about this with our producer, Paul, and we talked a little bit about this on the Discord chat. Uh, like a lot of people, my whole experience of the movie was the music video for sure. Wild Wild West, which is much better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> which is basically, if you're going to have... Uh, if we're going to choose one, I would suggest uh, maybe the video. Just throwing it out there, but we'll get there. But that was all I remember. I remember just the video being played all the time. I just remembered. I remember this, like the which I I didn't know was Cisco. I found out yesterday when when we were rewatching the video. But uh, just <laughs> I had this very vivid memory of Cisco singing over the Stevie Wonder like sample. Yeah, yeah. And that was my whole experience with it. But <laughs> I watched Wild Wild West be trashed and maligned. <laughs> For all these years, and I was like, you know what, this this is the spirit of Thanksgiving. <laughs> and watch something, and you know what, maybe it's a redeemable piece. Yeah. So again, I had never seen it, not even as a kid, never seen any of it. Um, so I was kind of like, I went into it with that sort of spirit, and I went into it honestly ready to love it and even like if you just read your synopsis the your frankly perfect synopsis thank you thank you it sounds so cool right <laughs> it sounds great it sounds awesome <laughs> the elements are all there <laughs> but somehow uh, we'll get there but yeah that was that was my experience with the movie very limited and um uh, i have some I'm sure we both have some thoughts that yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get to today. <laughs> so many. We're going to share. We're going to share a lot of thoughts. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Uh, so my history with the movie, I have not seen this since it was in theaters in 1999. So this is yet another movie. Like we've seen a couple lately where I hadn't seen it in like 
20 years or more. In mm-hmm. this case, more than 20 years. I was a freshman, or I guess it was the summer between freshman and sophomore year of high school for me. Um, I remember seeing it. I remember going with my family. My parents thought it was pretty stupid. And I remember thinking it was a little not great, but I don't remember much at all. I remember the mm-hmm. spider. I remembered Will Smith being hot. I remembered it was like cowboy shit with robots. Like that's basically what I <laughs> Which remembered sounds so about cool. the movie. You know, <laughs> like cowboy shit with robots. Again, the elements are present. <laughs> the elements are present. Like if this were math, it would it should make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this should make sense, especially and I want to say we have a special place for trash in our hearts at this yes. movie podcast. Like we just put two very janky movies on our staff recommend <laughs> shelf and a third one pretty close to it, like at the top of the middle aisle. So like, frankly speaking, we ain't too good for this shit. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. we're not. I don't think we are. We love trash here. And this? We're we're movie raccoons, if you will. Honestly, I, I will <laughs> sniff around... I have no pride about this. I will sniff around a dumpster if I think there's a trash can of Claire worthy of being devoured. You know? Yeah. That's that's a good analogy for what we've been doing. What is striptease if not a a trash can of Claire? That has like one bite in it, like in the Seinfeld episode. And you're like, you know what? It's been bitten once. It looks okay. There's no mold. I'll give it a bite and it might surprise me. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so. And like, listen, three out of four ain't bad. We watched three genuinely, if not good, at least very likable movies this month. Yes. And then we, then we, you know, closed on this. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, now we're going to go into our spoiler discussion. Not like this movie makes that much sense that it, you need to say <laughs> there's a spoiler or not, but it just in case, we are now going into the stripping it down section, uh, what we like to call it. I'm sure we'll come up with another name, but we're keeping that from striptease. So far, so good. Uh, but now we're going to go into stripping it down, where we actually do go in deep. We are going to discuss plot points. We are going to discuss all kinds of elements from all over the film. things i do want to talk about a couple of things that were good about this movie i figured we'll okay. we'll start on the good yeah, uh, and you had some thoughts about how hot will smith is in this movie yes. and i i also <laughs> agree i also agree will smith is hot but i want to let you i want you can say it in your words because i want to hear your from from a, a person more heterosexual than i I think, that, I think that's fair to say more heterosexual than i uh to, to do yeah. the honors here for sure uh that's pretty much the thought he's hot uh i've <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking it yesterday because Will Smith, he's very likable. Obviously, everybody like has historically loved Will Smith. Uh, yes. I'm no exception. But he just doesn't do it for me because I think he's a little too friendly. Like his vibe mm. has always been like very like goofy. So it's like he's an objectively good looking man. But yes. like yes. has never really... Scratch that itch for me. And then in this sure. movie, I was like, you know what? That's that's a very hot iteration of one Wilbert Smith. I'm kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbert Smith. 
I have no idea what Rose's full name is, but that would be an interesting uh, little twist. He is a very hot as this like rogue steampunk cowboy, very stylish. Um a bad boy, kind of, right? Like, yeah. he does things for the right reasons. But as they mentioned in the movie, he has a shoot first, shoot later, shoot some more approach um, <laughs> to things. Uh, which is problematic in a few ways, you could argue. But then again, he is a black man living in a very racist um, society. So who am I to um, sure, sure. judge his reactions? But... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was like, you know what? I'll give you, I'll give you this. Wild Wild West, <laughs> Smith is incredibly hot in it, and I don't feel bad about objectifying him because the movie does very much nothing but objectify women uh, the rest yeah. of the time, as I'm sure we'll get to. So it's, it's very true, very true. I will say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead he's please. endearing, and Kevin Klein is also good. Like the act, the actor is separately um yeah are good yeah our leads are actually great like it's not their fault like i want to be very clear it's not their fault it's also not selma hayek's fault either it none of this is her fault none of this is kevin klein's fault none of this is will smith's fault because they go for it yeah i think they all know they're in a very goofy movie and i think the director producers had worked on Men in Black before, which works. It's the kind of goofy genre interpretation of like, you know, wacky comedy, big budget, but like genre shit. Obviously, it's aliens and meant, you know, the Fed stuff in that, but you know, kind of taking the same approach and applying it to the Wild Wild West here. Obviously, this is also an adaptation of an earlier TV show, et cetera, et cetera, but that's fine. Like, that's they all probably like saw Men in Black and thought, okay, let's do that. You know, let's like yeah. really chew scenery and go for it. And they all do a good job. Like the actors do a good job here, but something was lost in translation. Something went horribly wrong because it's almost (laughs) as if the movie, like, again, the ingredients are kind of there, but it's almost like the baking didn't work or like the, you know, whatever ingredient didn't mesh the way it's supposed to. And it's like, you know, when they try to make caramel on uh, the great British bake off and it just like, becomes like burnt horrific ash it's kind of like that it's like this should have worked but it's awful it's so awful it's so lifeless it's so that's the thing it's so it's supposed to be funny it's supposed to be like yeah. uproarious laughter in these ridiculous situations and like i there were a couple of laughs like i did giggle at the breath of fresh ass line that you took for your name i thought that was actually kind of funny it's a really stupid scene but it's like Okay, that was a little funny. She's wearing the stupid pajamas. You see her butt, breath of fresh ass. Oh, okay, you get that one movie. Like there's a couple of times I kind of giggled, but for the most part, every joke just lands like a dead elephant. Like just yeah. just absolutely sucks. And it's it's truly mind-boggling to figure out how these very charming, very talented actors got that. <laughs> like how how did this happen with with this I, movie? I'm there with you, and I think you really nailed it. It's very lifeless, and that's the problem. And it's it's an intangible, right? Like mm. I'm no never made a movie, so I don't know. But like that's 
really a thing that can happen when you have many good elements and there's just something that doesn't hold the mixture together properly. And then you just have all these sparse parts that don't communicate with each other well at all. And, and that to me was the real thing, because as you were saying earlier, like I am, we're trash pandas. I am obsessed with bad movies. I, I I like talking about quote unquote bad movies because I often feel like they get bad reputations because people missed sort of, they didn't adjust expectations properly when going to watch them or it's just not their kind of thing. You know, there are several things. So I went into this one really ready to defend it. Um, But to me, if you're just going to be like a goofy out there, campy slapstick type movie, you have to entertain me. Like that's the one thing you have to make me feel a certain way about something. And, and that's the problem with this one. It, it really didn't make me feel any way. Like I watched it yesterday and today I barely remember the plot because it's just, it didn't stick. And, and in the end, it just drags a little, like it's hard for you to care for the characters in the situations um, you talked about Salma, Salma Hayek, like she's great. I love Salma Hayek, yeah. but she was given nothing to work with. Nothing. She's just, just hot. Like, That's it. Being a hot person. That's literally her entire role. I, I kept waiting for the moment when she would appear as like a, something that's beyond what meets the eye, right? Because right. that that's kind of yeah. like, that was the setup. Like you're judging this very pretty woman for being very pretty, but then like she's going to save the day. Like kind of that's that's what I had like in my mind that was going to happen. Yeah. As even I was writing my notes, I was holding back on the criticism of the character. And then her character lends nowhere except apparently being married to a much older guy. Like yeah, that's <laughs> that, was, that was the whole plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> Yeah, for Selma Hayek. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and uh, it's kind of like you said. It's a shame because you have the actors really trying to do what they can there. I kind of try to find um, uh, them talking about the movie. I didn't see a lot. I couldn't see anything <laughs> on uh, from Kevin Klein particularly. Um, and Will Smith has said some things over the years. The most recent one being when um, he was doing a GQ thing, and they asked him. It was like, it's a GQ thing where they like the people log into various social media as themselves and answer questions. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of them was, what is the best Will Smith movie and what is the worst? And he put the best as uh, Pursuit of Happiness and the first Men in Black um, <laughs> as a tie. And the worst one, he was like, well, 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 Wes is a thorn on my side. <laughs> that's harsh criticism coming from Will Smith. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I can see it though. Like, and again, he's so charming in this and he tries so hard to make the humor work and tries so hard to make the action work. Like, I, oh man, how, how do you make Will Smith look bad? How do you do that? Like, it's almost, it's almost, it's frustrating to even like ponder. Um, and the movie gets away with a lot because of Will Smith, right? Like there's yeah. also that, like yeah. if it was literally anybody else delivering some of that stuff, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it would have just been completely unacceptable as opposed to just a bad movie that is almost unwatchable. I I will say this. I genuinely, the first, like, 45 minutes are close to unwatchable, I felt like. It's just 
such exhausting bullshit just traipsing around (laughs) your screen. And it's just like, I almost had to be like, oh my God, I need to take breaks. Like it at least coheres a little uh, in the second half. It's not good by any means. It's just a little more comprehensive about like, okay, there sort of, there's sort of a chase element and sort of a go get the bad guy element that at least is like, okay, maybe they get the bad guy. (laughs) That is just still not great. Uh, but I did want to address something that we kind of touched on there a little bit, which was, of course, uh, Selma Hayek's role as Rita and just the treatment of women in this movie. That's another point uh, you kind of have here that like women are just they're just there to be hot. They're just there to be hot. That's that's all yeah. anybody is in this movie. And like, I know, yes, Will Smith, extremely hot. I don't want to like say we did not also say Will Smith is extremely hot and he's a little bit naked in the first scene, which is good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> No, they give cool us something. They're like, you're going to want, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get you, let's give you something to get through the next few minutes exactly. of this situation. Exactly. And it's like semi-naked Will Smith. And I'm yeah. sorry for objectifying Will Smith, but you know what? As a woman who has been objectified my entire life. <laughs> he's hot. Let me. <laughs> he's hot. And it's played in a funny way. Like it's played in a way of like, he's, ki- he's beating yeah. up and killing awful racist bad people so it's like he's a hot naked black man killing (laughs) Killing a bunch of horrible racists and like that's listen this is a terrible movie but that objectively like in itself that's a good thing like that's cool you know like that what's happening in the scene is cool in that way so yeah and and uh, yeah and the women are either right like hot and that's the thing because the villain guy loveless which we'll get to because oh yeah it's a whole Oof. other thing. Um, he he has, like, instead of, like, having the regular henchmen, he has, like, women being, like, doing the dirty work for him, which is cool because, you know what? Women are assholes, too. I love it. Break that glass ceiling, all of you evil women. But they're supermodels. Like, yeah, literally, exactly. I think, in real life. I don't know. They're all gorgeous. And it's kind of like... Okay, you could have had something really cool there, but again, it's like either women are eye candy or it's the men disguised as women, like yep. which was really beat beat the f, f up the entire movie. Oh they didn't God. need to to rely that heavily on that gag because yeah. it really repeats itself. And then there's one scene when Will Smith is like talking about. The girls, Jim, Jim West, the character is talking about the girls, uh, the woman's boobs and like criticizing her and calling her ugly. And at the same time, talking about her breasts. And it's just it's a horrible scene. It's so uncomfortable. And I'll take like one sort of off color scene in the general scheme of a movie. That's fine. But like that really was the extent of women participating. Like, Salma Hayek is supposed to be the strong female lead because she joins them. And see, this is the police being called. They're upset. They're upset about all of this. They heard about all the sexism. (laughs) It's the booby police. And they're coming. Like, for real. Yeah. The booby police. Thank you for your service, kind (laughs) citizens. But we now, we don't need you. We're done with this We don't need you. Thank you. Not today, but thank you. Um, But yeah, so like... That that bothered me. And we talk a lot about like putting movies in the right context. And yeah. arguably the late 90s, early 2000s were worse for women than the early 90s. Yeah, it's possible. In yeah. media representation, like in and just the way it was okay to discuss women in, in, in public and in the media. So like 
but it was, it's, it's, yeah, I, it was, it was icky for me. Like I just didn't really, they didn't even make the effort to throw in, like there was a, give us, there was a bone there. It was just <laughs> Seriously. like, yeah. 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 It's, it like, there's so much like cross, like really cheap, like cross-dressing jokes that are just yeah. like, are you serious? Like, okay, I understand it was 1999 and it's not like Drag Race was like popular at that point or anything where every single person, okay, not every single person, a lot of people in pop culture like have at least some appreciation now for drag queens and the work they do. You know, like there's at least some cultural penetration of that now. But like, it's just like the crappiest, easiest jokes, which is like, oh my God, movie. Like, really? Yeah. Really? And like, really? I, okay. I wanted to give it some credit. Like, with Salma, like, I was trying to give it a generous read. Like, yeah. oh, that's like, she's playing all these men. Because, like, these are all ultimately very goofy men. Like, ambitious with their yeah. plans and confrontational in their own ways. And, like, Calvin Klein with his, like, freaking gadgets. And 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 then, um, you know, Will Smith being, like, a... a <clears throat> like a good shooter and like a, just this, 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 a cowboy, uh, yeah. steampunk cowboy, like very typical steampunk, ca- typical steampunk cowboy. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now. Uh, but just being a very, you know, and they're all very macho in their own ways. And you have like the two main, uh, male characters having that conflict and sort of like measuring their dicks the entire time throughout yep. the movie. And they're all ultimately eating out of Salma Hayek's hand, uh, because like she knows how to use her sexuality, uh, to get what she wants. So you could, I guess, generously sort of say like, Oh, the men are really goofy because like ultimately, and also with them being, um, uh, <clears throat> the whole cross-dressing thing, it's also them using it to, like, get what they want out of other dudes, to dupe right. dupe guys who ultimately just, like, stop their world domination plan because there's, like, a midriff exposed in front of them. Yeah. So it's like, you can sort of read it generously if you want to, in that, oh, ultimately, these men are goofy, these men are ho- goofy and horny. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. hoofy and gorny. Listen, <laughs> They're also goofy and corny because <laughs> nothing makes sense in this movie. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But that's why I think it's a very generous read. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. think I'm sticking with it. I feel better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Like, I, I want to be more generous with this movie. I, I really want to be. Because again, you know how much I love a trash can of Claire. They're delicious. It's extra. It's extra delicious because you don't expect it to be delicious. But like, the, uh, I feel the, like a trash can eclair on the inside. Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I will. You, I will say, I something that's more complicated uh, than just mm. the sort of general sexism uh, or you know purported sexism of the movie is the way the movie kind of deals with race in yeah. some way. Like, so there's a lot of like racial humor in the movie. Like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot. And some of it is, like, you could see what they were trying for. Like, mm-hmm. there is a, a a scene right after the drumming on the boobies where it's very clear, like, okay, I'm content warning, massive content warning here. A bunch of horrible fucking shitty ex-Confederate people are going to literally hang 
the the black cowboy for like touching this woman's chest, right? And of course, it's because he thought it was uh, Artemis, and he was drumming on the boobies, saying, "Oh, you've made such an improvement." Because there's a former scene where he's like, "Here's how to improve the boobies." It's it's stupid, but whatever. And like he's telling all these like jokes in front of them to try to get them to like not be upset with him, and it's like. I mean, he comes off as, like, a bad stand-up routine, kind of. Like, that's sort of what's going on in the scene, even though it's, like, a very, very tough mm-hmm. and, and difficult and very, very heavy subject, for sure. And, like, I don't, I again, I don't, this is not my place. I'm not going to try to make any kind of judgment on it by any means. I can just yeah. give my genuine opinion of it. I don't hate the, like, idea of it. Uh-huh. Like, of it being, like, we're going to make fun of, because it is definitely like, punching up. It's making fun of the shithead racist by far. Yeah. Like, it's not making fun of Jim West. Jim West is using his, like, his own humor to, like, try to yeah. do this dumb stand-up routine. So, again, I, it's like, I don't hate the idea of what they were going for with this. However, it, it again, it falls so flat. It, it like, mm-hmm. bom- it absolutely bombs. Like, completely bombs. Because it's not actually all that funny. Like, I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm like, I want to... I want to cheer for this guy. This guy is cool. I like him. He's a fun character. He's like trying to be charming and funny and like talking about like redneck. Red is the color of passion. Like he's like really trying to go for it. And it's like, you want at least uh, my read was like, you want to root for him, but like it just falls so fucking flat. Like all the rest of the humor that it just doesn't do what I think they wanted to do with it. So I don't know what your read was on that or kind of the, amount of racial humor uh in the movie but it it again like feels well-intentioned but falls so flat in in every instance i think i'm i'm very torn like again as you you clarified i am a white woman well we can have a whole discussion about all of that because i'm not i'm brazilian and yet but yeah that's (laughs) that's my lived experiences white privilege uh, middle-class Brazilian woman. Sure. And I, so like, that's my place of speaking. So I can't really uh, speak to, to the racial element from a perspective sure. uh, of a black person, obviously I'm not trying to do that at all, but sure. I'm kind of like, I, I like, I like that they kept that in there because yeah. it didn't. And I was reading some stuff on it on like how, sort of it's refreshing that it didn't hide behind color blindness. Right. Because right. they had a guy like Will Smith who is very charismatic and who was already a star and like who could sell probably anything at, at that point, right? Yeah. In, in his career. And, you know, you could just ignore the fact that he was black and have the whole movie just be like, this is not a thing. Like, this is not a factor. Right. That would have been a very easy choice. So I think it's bold and like, it, you know, audacious and interesting that they they didn't stray, stray away from that. Like we're talking about this post-war scenario. And of course, people are fucking shitbags. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of trauma, obviously, in the character of Jim West, even though we only get to hear about it very briefly because again, it gets so like lost in the jokiness of it all. Like his family was killed and he's chasing after this super villain who is a disgusting racist piece of shit. And of course we all want to root, root against racist, disgusting pieces of shit. Um, And, and, you know, I'm all for putting 
dealing humorously with difficult themes, kind of like putting broccoli in the souffle so that the kids will eat it. <laughs> yeah. way, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I'll disguise these serious things and kind of like make people question, especially because I would imagine a lot of kids wouldn't see the movie uh, yeah. in, in a way that makes it appealing and that people talk about it. So like, I'm not at all against that approach. Um, but I do... So Glenn, like, and 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 they picked the right guy for the job yeah, because a 100%. lot of it, Will Smith delivered. He's so endearing and so natural, and like he has that sort of vibe that you, I don't know, whatever comes out of Will Smith's mouth, you kind of like trust it. He's just one of those <laughs> like people who have that quality. Yeah. So they did like that. That was also a good choice. But like you said, it got really lost in the entire mess because it's supposed to be a slapstick, like campy thing. It's got all these over the top visual elements. It's got this very strong action element and you're mixing in these like sort of serious conversations in it and, uh, and traumatic uh, also right subjects next to it. Like he gets lynched, like, yeah. Trigger warning. It's the whole, yeah. like, technically they make it in a funny way, but that's what's happening there. So it gets, it gets very lost. Like I'm, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I would, I would imagine a kid watching the movie that didn't necessarily come away with those messages or those ideas because they probably were distracted by the exploding things. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. It's really, I don't know if it's my place to say or judge, but that, that was right. kind of like my, my feeling um, yeah. from it. Yeah, and part of it is that some of the racial humor is legitimately, like, this is, like, the, this is so shitty, honestly. Like, there's an ongoing sort of, like, insult battle between Wes and... That's horrible. And the, the bad guy that is just, like, there will be a racist joke and then Jim West fires back with, like, a disabled joke. Like, legit, mm. like, it's, it's real cringy. And it's kind of, like... Oh, God, guys, like, listen, first of all, like, yes, it, what we're talking about, very complicated. I don't know if they really stuck the landing, but, like, at least there's there's something there towards, like, punching up with the, the sort of racial humor being, like, you know, in at least coming from a good place. And then it's this! And then it's this! And it's, it's just like, oh, cr- oh, my God, guys, Jesus Christ, like, that's not... No, that's not how you how you do that. And it's not like a one-off thing. They keep yeah. doing it in every scene that they have. Like somebody wrote this and thought it was hilarious. And it's like, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's like they always take it a little further than necessary or or not even necessary. Like then then it's interesting. Because like you've done, you've gone out of your way to make this villain who is just detestable by all accounts, right? So you have like this sort of very easily easily hateable villain because he's just he straight up sucks. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, and then you put that element of like Jim West hurling all these insults at him and his, and particularly his disability, and it's like, yeah, did we? What are we gaining here? And I get it's probably pushing the envelope and trying to be edgy or whatever. But it's just, I don't think there is anything gained of yeah. from that. I'm not even like, like oh, I'm, I'm a sensitive snowflake and I don't like... It's not even that. Like, it's not even funny. It's just like yeah. uncomfortable. 
It's just punching down. It's like yeah. you're 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 trying to punch up with the racial humor again. Cool, cool, good intention at least, but yeah. don't fucking punch down towards disabled people. Like, make fun of this guy because he's a pile of shit, not because he yep. doesn't like have you know two functioning legs in the in the way that a lot of other characters in the movie do. Like, that's actually kind of fucked up and gross. Like, it's yeah, it's not good movie. Like, that's just just not great. Not super great. Uh, so it's like that's one way they just undercut it so poorly, like so badly. Um, and some of the jokes just, like I said, fall super flat. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just so uncomfortable. Like there's a whole sequence with the penis robot and the, the the bad guy. I don't even remember the bad guy. Loveless. His name is Loveless. Loveless. Great. Good job. Uh, Loveless talks about like how he's creating like the ultimate I guess content warning here too, but like the ultimate robotic dildo to like, you know, use on Selma Hayek. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what? Did somebody think this is like the funniest thing in the universe? And like, Uh, they built it, they made it, like they show it. And it's just like, wait, what? What? And it starts, the interaction starts with him making a remark about Will's, like the Jim West, like, penis size because yeah. he's black right. so it's like the whole thing dude yeah. the whole thing just like just tumbles and falls like i think there might even be a way to like okay like you want to have a giant robot penis like let's right. find a way to have a giant robot penis i mean yeah. the producer found a way to put the giant spider <laughs> he wanted in there yeah. so like there are ways you know so it's kind of like I don't know. And you you excuse certain things in certain contexts or because they're funny or because they push the envelope in a certain specific way. Um, And in this case, it's like there's it's very hard to excuse the things because they're just they're done in, in ways that don't make you they don't spark anything. They don't yeah. do anything. It just feels very gratuitous. And I think that's uh the problem i don't know it's yeah. it's very weird like it just a lot of these and i don't know how i would have felt watching this you know t- 10 years ago but 20 but wow it's old this movie 23 I'm yeah old. but yeah but like yes. i don't know you're not it's just it's yeah. a lot it's a lot and like you said it's not like one moment it's several it's just very uncomfortable and like this kind of humor Again, I like slapstick. I like things yeah. that are trying to push the envelope. Again, if it's kind of in the right direction. Like, are you making mm-hmm. fun of inherently horrible, bad, shitty things? And like, yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to be on board even if it is like way over the top. But some of it is very like, what if this kind of content, maybe not exactly this, but something more like this were directed by, you know, fucking John Waters or something. Like, what if this yeah. actually was campy? Because it's it, the mm-hmm. budget is way too high to actually kind of campy. feel campy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's mega, 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 mega budget. Horrible CG all over the place. Like, super, super lavish Hollywood sets. And it wants to be this smirking, campy thing. Like, haha, we are edgy. Look at our penis robots. You know, like, it's very, yeah. like... But you miss the mark entirely because camp has to be a little cheap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It creates kind of like an inherent sort of identity crisis. Yeah. In the movie. I I told I when when it, I read the that comment on your notes, I really agreed with that because I was like, you know what? Like, 
you need to, if you're going to do a mega production, there are certain things, there are certain limits uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to the effect that you have to, that you want to achieve. I was funny because I read, um, I was reading, doing some research and there was a, something that apparently Will Smith said at the time to Entertainment Weekly. And he said, um, we went out on a lip, limb with a couple of these scenes, uh, Will Smith uh, tells Entertainment Weekly Online. I sure hope people think it's funny because this is one of those setups that can either be hilarious or it can be something people will hate for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and that, and you, you, you were right about that, Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> this remains a widely hated movie and i knew that but like no i was expecting something different honestly i thought i was gonna hate it for just being insipid uh but i don't know it was a lot (laughs) there were many layers (laughs) to this trifle of trash (laughs) truly like the layers of trash are just so copious it's like i want to be able to laugh at the like good parts of maybe the the like uh the jokes that are no actually more Mr. trying to punch up guy. and like also like again one of the good things i do want to say another good thing is the aesthetics are a lot of fun the costume design the prop design the set design genuinely really fun like there's a lot of things that are fun to look at in this movie like the compositions you know the framing and composition is actually like kind of fun for what's going on it's way too it is. frantic most of the time but yeah at the very least, like, people who know how to make cool sets and costumes and props did work on this. So, like, credit words do. That that stuff is kind of cool. But it get, the movie continually gets in its own way of enjoying yeah. that kind of thing. It gets in its own way of enjoying the humor with things like the really crass and shitty and unnecessary ableist jokes. It gets in its own way with, like, the actual plot and storytelling, which are very muddled and kind of confused. It gets in its own way about... Again, like even things like how cool some of the props and sets and costumes are. Like it just keeps stepping on its own goddamn foot like a giant, you know, spider walking robot <laughs> stepping on his own goddamn feet <laughs> everywhere it goes. I love this, this metaphor. It really story. works. Yeah. It's, Apparently, uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. Apparently, a lot of people knew this. Like everybody who's like a Kevin Smith fan knows it. I'm not. Uh, I my, see. Yeah my partner is so he told me about this and uh yeah apparently kevin smith was gonna do um a superman movie uh first superman uh. reborn and then it turns into superman lives and uh, the, the whole movie itself like it's a whole thing i read it somewhere apparently there's a documentary about the whole tragedy of the movie that never was oh. uh oh, wow. and nicholas cage was gonna be the superman like it's a whole oh, situation I but this. yeah <laughs> it's 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 wild it's wild and he was called in to write a he saw a script and he said it was garbage um but then they let him he tells the story in like 20 minutes and it's on youtube but i'm gonna sum it up and then basically he offers to rewrite it they call him he he does a few rewrites but then he has to work with this producer john peters and John Peters has like a very, like very, a few uh, demands that he will, of things he will and will not tolerate in his <laughs> Superman movie. And he doesn't want uh, Superman to wear a suit. And I will not reproduce the word he used to describe why, but it was uh, okay. obviously homophobic slur. 
because gotcha. he felt uh, that way. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want Superman to fly. And <laughs> I could be wrong, but the main thing is that he wanted Superman to fight a giant spider. Like, okay. <laughs> that was the whole thing. <laughs> he was obsessed with a giant spider. And he needed Kevin Smith to work in a giant spider <laughs> in that whole situation. Wow. Uh, the whole thing fell apart. Uh, Kevin Smith did, like, two drafts, but obviously the movie... Uh, Tim Burton was on board, then he kicked Kevin Smith out, and then somebody else came. Like, a whole thing. The movie didn't get made, and Kevin Smith wasn't uh, involved in it. But... Uh, <laughs> Then he's like, years later, I go to the movies uh, to watch a film called Wild Wild West. And lo and behold, what do I see? The giant fucking spider. <laughs> and it's produced by John Peters, the same guy. So like, he managed to find a destination for his giant spider. And we have to at least admire uh, this. Yeah. I don't know if we have to admire anything else about the dude. I didn't yeah. read up on him. So I don't know. It might be intensely problematic. But uh, yeah, he, he he wanted his giant spider and he got it. God. I mean, listen, that, that might be the only thing to admire, but I'm okay with, with admiring that, that one bit. That one, and the, the, the wardrobe. Right. Yeah, the, the wardrobe's wardrobe. cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 go with the wardrobe the aesthetics in general yeah i liked it yeah they're like a, they're when, a lot of fun yeah yeah even when they're like out in the desert and like i just i liked i like the visual of the movie i that's very much my speed the like whole steampunk thing so like that really spoke to my sensibilities like it was in general a nice movie to look at. Like the gadgets uh, were fun. I thought they were funny. Like his Air Gordon uh, contraption. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> like there, there are a few like little quirky things that like were easy on the eye, I guess. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I, the one of the visual gags I did appreciate was. Uh, there's an early scene where there are bad guys in paintings and they jump out of paintings. And Jim that's West all. Oh, I wrote them. that down too. That's, that's really a fun cool. visual gag. That was a fun visual gag. I appreciated that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there are, there are, uh, I guess, some elements on the trash eclair. Like yeah. I don't know. There's flower eclairs to have flower. That's true. That's true. There is some flour. We've got flour. Some sugar. Um, so maybe with a little more love, time, and less money. Because when you know when you go to really expensive bakeries and the yeah. like the sweets, the pastries look beautiful, but they just don't taste as great. They taste like very like factory made things because they yeah. lack one main element, which is love. A loving there was hand. No love. <laughs> there was just no love. There was just no love. It was loveless, you might say. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Uh, I, on that note, I did want to say the contrast between this week and last week is one of the one of the few things I just wanted to get out there before we before we go into our shelf life section where we decide where it shows up. And I don't think that's going to be the longest section. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the longest deliberation. So therefore, I just wanted to say one last thing. And it kind of really is about stupid movies. The Core, which we watched last week, very stupid movie. Wild Wild yeah. West, 
that we watched this week. Also a very stupid movie. They're both Hollywood productions with big budgets. You know, they're not super far off of each other either in terms of like the years. They're only about four years apart. And like, I just kind of kept thinking, especially as I was watching this, like, why is the core fun stupid and this was horrible stupid? You know, like what? I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I want to make sure that I'm strong in my convictions of when I <laughs> am a little trash panda and I tell you it's a delicious eclair versus <laughs> a rancid, rotting eclair. I want to be able to like, you know, put a stamp on it. A lot of it just kind of has to do, I think, with the movie's respective attitudes. The mm. core is pretty like lovably dumb. It's like the dumb jock who's nice, who holds the door for you. You know, can't yeah. can't necessarily do science, but tries. <laughs> makes some bad tries. jokes sometimes. Yeah, makes like... some bad jokes, but also makes, you know, the occasional good joke and like has some yeah. heart to it. And yeah. this is like the dumb jock that thinks it's real charming, but mm. actually is just real annoying and really gets in the way and doesn't hold the door for you, but thinks it's a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. This is a movie that sure thinks it's charming, upstart, witty, funny, all kinds of great things, but just falls all over its face all day. And that, that for me, is my my analogy. I know it's not really science, but hey, neither is this (laughs) podcast. So (laughs) neither is the core. (laughs) Neither is the core. (laughs) The main line, I think that the main thing everybody must know here is like double check everything we say. Exactly. Don't, don't take our word for anything. <laughs> hold us to a high standard, even if we don't hold movies to a high standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I am there with your analogy, and to me, it kind of boils. Well, apparently there is such a thing as too much money. Who knew? Uh, but also, <laughs> not yeah. for me though. Like, if you're a person with a lot of money and you want to give me some money, and you're worried sure. about my thinking it's too much money rich person don't be uh not for me i will really enjoy having too much money but uh (laughs) as a general thing sponsors (laughs) the producer said sponsors call us if you want to sponsor my lifestyle uh i will take it my lifestyle of just watching er all day and um having wine at night it's not that much money if you if you think about it but (laughs) I think it really, it comes down. And that's the part for me that's hard to pinpoint, right? Like it comes out to the very intangible quality of charm. Yes. And yes, it's hard, right? Like, and how do you even, how do you even account for that in a movie? How do you account for that on anything, on a song? What makes uh, a very capable singer not be a superstar and one of them and a, a not so capable singer perhaps be a superstar right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that makes us relate to whatever product we're consuming and there's a lot of factors we can control obviously but there's a lot that we cannot and it's yeah. just really things working out the chemistry things working out in a certain way the pieces coming together and i think in this movie it's not like, oh, they did everything perfect, but it somehow didn't work because obviously that's not the case. There were a lot right. of missteps. But um, it's really hard to say what exactly was 
to me, the biggest problem. And I was reading Google reviews and a bunch of people like were defending it. Like, oh, I think it's really enjoyable. I had a lot of fun. My kids love it. We watch it together. We all laugh. We all think it's great. And then I'm like, you know, maybe it's kind of like a, a me thing too, an us thing. It doesn't really talk to us in the way that it talks to other people, perhaps. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's kind of, it just doesn't, it falls really flat. Um at the end of the day. And I can't really explain the main reason why it just does. Yeah. It's that lifeless quality that you mentioned yeah. up top, that just lifelessness of it, of just like, this is a hollow eyed, like soulless thing. Whereas a lot of other things that are kind of of its ilk have a little bit of, have a little bit of spice to it, has a little yeah. bit of life to and, it, you know? Like I said, I admire some things. I admire sort of this that we were talking about, like yeah. going there with certain things and, and, and like really tackling the racial elements and like really, you know, being a, being like willing to sort of discuss uncomfortable aspects of American history in a very yeah. jokey way. Like all of that, like, I think that's really interesting. Uh, but in the final product, it got really diluted. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think that's a good uh, segue into shelf life, of course, uh, where we decide if a movie belongs, uh, where it belongs, excuse me, in our video store. If it's a bona fide staff pick, displayed proudly. If it's a middle aisle placement, which is totally respectable. Or does this deuce need the dumpster out back? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. This yeah, is my most <laughs> this is my most wholehearted dumpster deuce recommendation <laughs> I think I've ever had in my life. We said this right before uh we started our call, but I watched a, a movie for this podcast way back. It was like episode three or four. We're at episode 100. This is a long time ago. We watched a movie called Ratatouille, which is like a very deliberate, like four dollar ripoff of Ratatouille, and I would rather watch that. <laughs> I think, which I know is sad and I know it's hard, but I just got to be honest. I got to be from the gut. This is a dumpster deuce. This is, this is going to get, you know, this is not a good movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) We always talk about how like, uh, it's a spectrum, right? In our choices. Like we don't necessarily have to be categorical about our placements because it's our video store and we do what we want with it (laughs) i feel like this is this is a case where and i hate it listeners you must know this hurts us a lot more than it hurts you and will smith who remains very rich and a beloved cultural icon (laughs) (laughs) and who got a very cool music video out of it at least and a banger of a song Uh, so (laughs) this this is painful uh, (laughs) to me but uh, as Paul said uh, he's not in the news for anything weird lately well I think a lot of people are scrutinizing his relationship with Jada but I think that has more to do Mm. with people's weird hangups about their own relationships and inability to access uh, accept uh, romantic relationships outside of a context of possession and uh, but that's 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 yeah. another conversation for another show. <laughs> That's for another podcast, for sure. <laughs> uh, Paul just clarified he was being sarcastic. So that's yeah. on me for 
just going off. <laughs> no, that was good though. Listen, we're talking about we're talking about dumpster diving right now, so I think it's fine. <laughs> I think we're in a good place for this. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, like we. I feel like we need another a whole other thing to discuss people's uh, attitudes uh, toward uh, romantic and platonic relationships <laughs> in society. But that's a whole other thing. Yes, in the specific case of Wild Wild West, I will concur with your assessment. Yeah. And it is going, it is going to that dumpster. Our first, our first guest to venture yeah. into the dumpster out back. It's the, it's the first one. I almost wonder if we should have like a, a moment of a moment of silence or a sound <laughs> that's associated when we decide. Like, all right, this is dumpster time. Like, if there's like a dumpster feeling or emotion that we must do. But the, like, thank you, you know, for your service, everyone who tried. But I'm very <laughs> everyone sorry. Who tried. <laughs> we try to save your patient, uh, but he was in a very critical condition. Yeah, we tried all the measures, uh, but unfortunately, really it did tried. not resist, uh, and it's out in the dumpster. So we're very sorry oh. about that. Yeah, I want to have like that little trumpet, a little. Good. Yes. Uh, that's, that's really good. All right. Well, thank you all so very much uh, for, for being here. A hundred episodes, a hundred episodes of You Love to See It. I'm so proud. I'm so glad we we got here. I'm so proud of us. And you know what? It really is truly like fitting that our hundredth was our first dumpster. So like, <laughs> I really think like this is good. That was a good sign. It's a good omen because frankly, we embrace it. We embrace the things that we love. We know what we love. We know who we are. And I'm very proud of us. Uh, so thank you so much to my co-host. Thank you, Fernanda, for joining me. Thank you at home for listening. And thank you, of course, to our producer, Paul. You don't want to see my hand where my hips be at, Tamayo, uh, for all the help in making this show not only not suck, but really shine. Shine like the polished gems that we occasionally watch. Uh, like on the trash eclairs. <laughs> The delicious tragic players that we feast upon. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we hope you come back to your friendly neighborhood video store next week. We will be starting a brand new theme month uh, for next month. It's Happy Pop Holidiva. And we are starting with The Bodyguard. If you want to start thinking about the vibes that Happy Pop Holidiva might give you, think about The Bodyguard. and Think about other movies like that. Uh, until then, we'd love for you to join our movie club. You can come by at fanbyit.casa and join the You Love to See It channel for news, updates, discussion, maybe even some special events. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think. We have a lot of really fun discussion in there. Uh, so please just come join us. We enjoy having our, you know, our neighborhood family video store being a, a fun and happy place uh, and a welcoming place. Uh, you can also go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte, and of course on Fanbyte.com. And you can watch all our streams on twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. Fernanda, where can people find you online? They can find me on Twitter at Nanda Prates. That's N-A-N-D-A-P-R-A-T-E-S underscore. Fantastic. You can find our producer, Paul, at Polly Mayo. You can find me at Danielle R.I. Until then, 
you love to see it.